It's episode 67 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Sarah Gadd. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. Excellent. So, how did you get into improv? What was what drew you towards our beloved well, art form? I'd love to say it's because I'm very artistic, but I'm not at all. <laughs> um, I studied maths and physics and chemistry and shunned the arts wow. for my entire education. Oh dear. Um, and only came to improv, really, because I'd been an audience member for so long. Ah, right. Okay. So, I used to go and see the comedy store players... I've heard they're very good. Yes, I've, I've a little, little group. They've been going for a while now. Um, yeah, my dad used to take me to them every Sunday as like a outing. Wow, it's better than the zoo. It is, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> go dad. Um, yeah, and then, terrible, sad, tragic story. I broke up with my boyfriend when I was about 23. And I did that thing that many people do, where they fill all their time with activities of every kind that they can think of still doing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's great therapy so i did rock climbing archery surface mm. like everything wow and on twitter the improv academy they do a lot of applied improv yeah um they tweeted me saying have you considered improv wow I was like, of course not because that's insane so you were actually selected yeah i was headhunted you were headhunted and what was it that you had said? That... I think I just tweeted a lot about the comedy store players. Oh, right, I see. If I'm honest. And they went, aha, fangirl. Right. We can get her to do improv. Let's quite recruit easily. her. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so they convinced me to come along for like a one-off class, ah. which was with Lee Simpson. Oh, lovely, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, of course, of course I'll give that a go. Um, and yeah, fell in love with it. It's amazing. Yes. And that was four years ago. Cool. So yeah. Cool. So, just want to explore, have you ever been able to bring in the archery or the circus or the... <laughs> because I have this theory that while it's great for improvisers to uh, learn about improv, I also think it would be great for them to learn about other things as well and see if there's things they can bring from those things into improv. Absolutely. I mean, I, I probably have subconsciously. Um, I know, so my friend Greg... <laughs> Greg. 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 Is, um, is Who, who's not here, Greg. <laughs> He's not here today, but good Greg. He is very physical with his improv. Right. Which I think comes from a love of, kind of martial arts and that kind of, those oh, kind of really? physical sports, I believe. Maybe we should ask him at some stage. <laughs> Maybe if he turned up. <laughs> yeah, if he was here. He would be able to speak him. for himself rather than speculating about but, it. But uh, instead, I'll just tell you that's what it is. <laughs> and he can't defend it. Um, <laughs> Although if he were here, he would be able to defend it because of the martial arts. Yeah. Mm, oh, anyway. it's a bit awkward. I'm glad he's not here now. Um, <laughs> I hope he's enjoying buying wall art. Yeah, enjoy your wall art, Greg. Not that we're bitter. <laughs> Can you remember what you did circus-wise? Circus-wise, I did a terrifying trapeze thing, which wow. I'm never doing again in my life. Fair enough. Um, you tick that off, you don't yeah, need to do that exactly. again. Exactly. So, you know, single Sarah ticked that box and doesn't have to return to it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and juggling, which I enjoyed. But I don't think I'll be bringing trapeze work into improv. <laughs> But I think, I mean, as with all life experiences, they end up being in your scenes at some stage, right? So, 
I probably having I've done fencing for a long time oh, and, yeah. I, and I know that weirdly whenever I'm trying to do certain statuses I end up doing my fencing poses because I think that makes me seem posher wow so that's really cool so I imagine lots of it bleeds in yeah weirdly specific example but there you go no I really I'm really interested in the yeah the taking of other disciplines and then using them in improv yeah because I would imagine very few people or Relatively few people have done fencing, so you're going to be the one person that brings those particular poses mm. into improv. So that makes you really stand out as different mm. in a good way. I would hope so. I mean, weirdly, I think maybe you disagree. Improv has a has uh, maybe has a diversity problem sometimes. Yes, well, I would certainly agree. But yes, yeah. yes, and fencing definitely does. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In that most fencing competitions are private school kids. Right. So, to a certain extent, I imagine, I don't know, drama has a lot of white middle class rich kids and so does fencing. So, maybe I'm not that unique, but <laughs> but yeah, it would be good to, to have other experiences drawn into improv that aren't just normal, stereotypical improv people. Yes. Um, I will be looking... At people's stances to sing. There you go. Yeah, they have a wielded an epee. If, well, and that is the best weapon. Okay, oh, yeah. the topic. That is the only sword that should be used. Why? Uh, it's the only proper one. Is it? Yeah, foil's rubbish and saber's showy, showy and slashy. So. Cool. But this is not a fencing podcast. No, but I'd like to think there's a, a fencing podcast out there and they've briefly taken a diversion into a brothel <laughs> and then they're going to steer it back into fencing again. I'll make it my mission to be on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Must be fencing podcasts out there, though. They probably are. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah, fencing London podcast. Welcome to the fencing London podcast. I'm going to find that podcast <laughs> and I'm going to gate crash it. <laughs> I would listen if you were going oh, to be on thanks, there. Thanks. So after you were invited to do to do improv, mm-hmm. uh, which I still think is a marvelous way to I, get into. I like it. that you've made me feel very special about that, Stuart. Yeah, Thank no, yeah. I don't think they're inviting just anybody. I think they were inviting a weird fangirl that was tweeting a lot about improv. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's a, that's a silver lining. Uh, so what did you do next? I um, I went to the spontaneity shop for oh, my right, first classes. So I was speaking to Lee after the first class and said well that was great what do I do now because that was just a one-off class um, and he recommended a few schools and I decided on the spontaneity shop purely because it was the closest to King's Cross Excellent. I'm not gonna lie that was my decision making <laughs> process um, and yes yeah, so I did a beginner's course there and I did two performance courses which um I don't know if you know the Spontaneity Shop classes. No, I've read their book, but mm. I've never actually done any of their classes. So what was their approach like? So, great, very informative classes. Um, it was Tom Silinski and Alex McLaren were the teachers. Um, <laughs> and they've, they've restructured their performance courses to be quite focused. So they'll do a character course, a narrative course, and there's two others that I can't remember because I didn't do them. But, um, <clears throat> and then at the end you do a maestro show. Right. Which was fun, yes. but also quite intimidating. Yes, so what's a maestro show then? So a maestro is it's a Keith Johnson format where you do, there's a group of you, um, you do a scene, we say two or three of you on stage, and then you ask the audience to rate that scene. Wow! <laughs> yeah! I know, scary! 
Um, and it would be like, okay, give us a cheer if you think that was worth one out of five. And you hope no one cheers. And then it goes up two, three, four. Most people, because improv people are lovely, they'll yes. give you a four or a five. Right. So, you know, that's nice. But, um, but that's the worst of both worlds, because not only are you being judged, you're not even being judged accurately. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the worst of both worlds, but equally, if you invite all your friends and family... Oh, now I see. uh You can game it. Right. Did you do that? I may have done. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say I won that first show. You won? Excellent. (laughs) But I have a very loud father. (laughs) A very loud and proud father, I might think. Oh, yes. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so Maestro, Maestro can be fun. If you're working with people that you know well, yeah. and you don't mind the judgment because it's playful. Yes. But it can it can be tough as I, a beginner. I think that's tough for a first show. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm still. Mm, am I against being judged? Mm. I'm not sure, but I think for a first show, that's it's an extra level of. Yeah, it's the next level of complexity that I perhaps wouldn't want to think about when doing the first show. Yeah, I mean, I think, especially if it is your first show and you're not that confident, yeah. you always think the audience are judging you anyway, right? You think they're sitting there going, well, I don't think much of this improv. <laughs> that didn't make me laugh. And, and yeah, if they give you a two, then you know that they didn't like it and they didn't make them laugh, so... <laughs> <laughs> There's no denying that. You can't pep talk yourself into being, well, maybe they thought it was funny. And this no. is a nice supportive improv crowd that generally gives fours and fives. You must have done something particularly terrible to get a two. I mean, did we, I did get a two. I don't remember what the scene was, but I remember being like, oh, no. Oh, that wasn't good, was it? Oh, well. I'm glad you've moved on. I'm glad you're I have, not, I got I'm, over it. I'm glad you're not reliving that scene going, I should have I should have talked about a different vegetable rather than a pineapple yeah, or something. I mean, you I mean, obviously, I didn't dwell on it, but yeah. I, I can imagine people would if that was your first ever show. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't. It was my second. But, ah. So I was a stronger improviser by that point. Right, exactly, yes. Um, but yeah, I didn't do another maestro. Let's put it that way. Right, okay, fair enough. You've explored that. I have. Now you're doing other I have. things, yeah. So then I went to Hoopla instead. Ah, lovely. Lovely, friendly. <laughs> yes. Hoopla family. Um, yeah, and it's a different style of teaching. And yes. I think it's a good idea to go to different schools just to get that different... Approach. You're giving me a look that says, no, it's not. Well, yes, you see, <laughs> that's really interesting because um, there's improv journeyman Mark Tyndall approach, which mm-hmm. is, yeah, basically try every school and then you are able to improvise, you know, with any style of player. Sure. Um, if you go to a new school and then you don't like it... <laughs> Find another one. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Maybe I was fortunate. And I went to Hoopla and loved it. I don't know. No, no, no. I, 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 I think in a way I admire people who do all the schools. <laughs> Maybe I found my part of the improv scene in London that I'm happy in. And, yeah. You know, I don't know. No, no, I see what you mean. And to be honest, as much as I say I've tried different schools, I always come back to Hoopla. Yes. So, yeah, I guess I get, I get what you mean. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm just a terrible person, that is, that is well, a possibility. Well, that is possible, Stuart. I wouldn't want to say anything, but... Are you giving me a two out of five? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Boo! No. <laughs> <laughs> a 
I mean, it's unusual to get live <laughs> feedback while recording the podcast. I mean, you know, on iTunes, people have the choice of giving me one star or five that's, stars, but that's true. it's very rare that uh, <laughs> it happens mid-podcast. Well, a bit awkward. Maybe you should do a maestro podcast. No, don't do a maestro podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Keith Johnson. <laughs> I know that... Uh, anyway. Ah, there's Greg. <laughs> Let's bring him in. Greg. Greg, welcome to the Improv London podcast. Sorry I'm late. Thank you for welcoming me. That's all right. Thank you for joining us. So, uh, Greg Davies, Mm. how did you get started in improv? So, let's see. I started in improv in a stand-up comedy class, which um, I kind of did to show off to a girl I was dating. Nice. Um, Tying in nicely, actually, with Sarah in, in a sort of ironic way. Yeah. Sarah's oh, okay. origin story. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, you have to listen to this. I'll have to yeah. listen to the, to the podcast. Dang. You already um, know it, but whatever. Don't <laughs> 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 so basically just copy your bit, do I? No, no, no. No, you're not no, going to tell me. Don't go through it again. All right, this is all we heard. Right, yes. I'm paying attention, I swear. Um... So, yes, uh, part of it was that, and part of it was I was just trying out a bunch of stuff. I mean, you know, uh, once you've done things like uh, parkour and kung fu and... Um... <laughs> we have talked about your kung fu. We really? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not that impressive to watch. Well, well it's very modest of you. Um, it's just not that kind of martial art. I could go into it if you want, at length. Well, well, we'll come back to it because we were, we were talking about <laughs> perhaps how um, doing other things influences improv. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you were trying to impress a girl. Yes. Was, um, is, you that, thought stand-up comedy was the way was, forward. <laughs> obviously. I mean, you know. But you thought, um, I'll, I'll do a course. You could do a course. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I'd signed up to the course and uh, started the course and we promptly went, weren't dating anymore due to... Um, uh, lack, a lack of interest. Hers more than mine, sadly. Um, but you stuck with a stand-up course. But I stuck with a stand-up course because I still had that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing else, but you had stand-up. I, I had nothing else, but I had stand-up course. So I continued to do that, and it was most enlightening. Um, Who was that with? Uh, that was with Max Dickens. Yeah, it was the Hooper Max stand-up Dickens. course. Yes. Yes, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> with hoopla, yes. Uh, sorry, I've never done one of these before, so, I'm, uh, so I'm, I, I don't know why I'm making excuses for my weird behaviour now. You don't normally. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so I don't know why this is different. Anyway, yes, I think that answers your question. So you try to stand up, mm-hmm. and is it for you? Is it, is it something you want to do as well as improv, or was it...? Um, I discovered partway through the course that I also liked improv, so right. I signed up to do the beginner course. Um, and I discovered that the beginner course, it doesn't have a performance at the end, which is fine, you know. Um, but I didn't realise that, and while I, I... I don't regret it at all, because the people I met are great, but... Um, at the time, I would have sort of thought, yeah. <laughs> that was us pointing at each other and winking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
but at the time I probably would have thought, hmm, I could have gone straight for the performance course because I turned out, as it turns out, I have absolutely no fears about being on stage whatsoever. Right. Um, I don't know how that happened. I think I'm just a colossal attention whore. <laughs> can, can I say whore on this? Uh, uh, yeah, in that context, certainly. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, context is everything. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, that's where you and Sarah first met. Uh, we met on the... For the beginners. I, science fiction weekend. So, I was trying to think about this earlier, because I thought, Stuart's probably going to ask us this, and I do not know the answer to this question. Feels like Greg's always been there. Oh, oh. I think that's an aww. But, um, oh. but yeah, Greg has now answered that, and I agree. That is definitely where I met him first. <laughs> <laughs> it was a one-off um, science fiction-themed improv class. Ah. With, uh, Katie and John from Project 2. Lovely. Yeah. And we realised we were both geeks. Mm. And we both loved improv. Hey. What are the chances of that? Yeah, so what? <laughs> yeah. And uh, then, of course, there was short form and you may have been on long form. I've been on a few courses with you and they kind of blur into one. Yeah, pretty much. I was... Were you in Ginny's course? Yes. Yes. That was short form. We did a short form course with Ginny. Yeah. Who is lovely, mm-hmm. and then we did narrative with Steve. Right, what was that like? That was amazing, mm-hmm. but terrifying and difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it was. Um, I agree with all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> what was amazing and difficult about narrative? Well, to me, it's it's the most interesting to watch. I certainly think, as an audience member, I love watching narrative. So, of course, I was like, well, I want to do that. <clears throat> Teach me how. But it's, you're so in your head for a lot of the classes mm. that I'm so used to enjoying coming away from every class being like, well, that was a high. Can't wait till next week. And the narrative, it was, I do not know what just happened. I'm dreadful at this. What am I doing with my life? Um, and then it all came together, luckily. <laughs> it, was, it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. No. Um... No, I was just sort of thinking, uh, I think it got easier just because, um, I, I don't know about other people, but I kind of, I, I'm sure I'm not the only person who does this, but I've done sort of long form montages where the scenes aren't meant to have anything to do with each other and still manage to string them together in some kind of coherence. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, that could just be because I'm not very creative. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> think, where shall I get an idea? Well, these previous scenes did X, Y, and Z, so let's use some of that. <laughs> well, reincorporation is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Mm. And also, we are storytelling creatures. Mm. We find patterns where there aren't patterns, and we make stories up out of <clears> things that aren't stories. So that seems like a natural impulse to me. Yeah. I would agree, based on my limited knowledge. I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> no, because I'm on every podcast, so that so I try and talk as little as possible. Um, you do kung fu in your own words, kung fu. Is that the proper phrase for kung fu? Is kung fu actually a proper phrase? Because um, that's is, is that the thing from the films? <laughs> yeah, I always worry about this. Yeah. I think you you can say kung fu. We don't expect people who don't do the martial arts to know all the terms and especially because I don't know all the terms um, <laughs> and I've been practicing at more as very similar style uh, for when when was 2001 16 years, 16 years ago <laughs> since 16 years ago it, it doesn't help your um, mental um, 
Arithmetic? Uh, too many blows to the head. So. <laughs> Did I mention I do Kung Fu? Um, <laughs> So yes, um, so I suppose in ter- uh, terminology, what I what I actually do is derive from something called Wing Chun, which uh, Bruce Lee practiced. It was not the martial art he uh, was famous for because he was famous for Jeet Kune Do trivia. Um, the martial art I technically practice now is something called uh, Body Mind Spirit. That's Body Mind Spirit. <laughs> Practiced, uh, taught by Steve Jones. Can I just say, podcasts don't have footnotes. This <laughs> 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 works. But uh, this is dull prob. I mean, surely yeah. everything we do has, has footnotes. Sometimes <laughs> you So, yeah. Um, so, to answer your question, the correct term uh, may as well be Kung Fu. <laughs> I'm not feeling that you're helping Sarah and I in our uh, in our everyday life. With me. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we were saying earlier that because um, <laughs> the way I came into improv, which you know is my friend and colleague in improv, Greg, of course, mm, of course, by trying lots and lots of different hobbies when I was tragically single mm. and sticking with improv. Yes. Yes. And um, one of my many hobbies was fencing which I did for a long period of time and I was saying I find when I'm trying to play a high status character I often go into fencing mode because in my mind that's a posh person that I've I've met during my fencing days Mm. and I know that you are quite physical on stage and I think you bring a lot of your kung fu to improv it's possible I try to bring a bit more salsa to improv Ah, mostly because um Salsa's a bit more considerate of other people's feelings. <laughs> it's like, I mean, the, technically, Kung Fu is also very considerate of people's feelings. It's just that um, it's considering them in a, in a, a way in target of fashion. How, how you intend to change the state of consideration. <laughs> so you've studied salsa then, or you've... you've very little bit. Um, the, one of the main things I learned from it were to take small steps because I've got longer than average legs. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> nice. And that way I don't tread on the person I'm dancing with. Right. Which I became very good at not treading on them, so, you know. Like, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and have you managed to translate that into your improv? <clears throat> A little bit because um, uh, every all of my movement stuff is kind of melded together into the same cerebellum so <laughs> that, that's the muscle memory for um that's muscle memory for those interested <laughs> but, but yeah i'm so, yeah, still i'd like an example or some sort of you know how what what maybe i should ask sarah this what's a classic greg move that's been influenced by a salsa by a salsa all kung fu. I mean, he he makes very very physical entrances sometimes, which are great <laughs> offers. <laughs> they are pretty classic, Greg, and they're brilliant. Such as just jumping onto the stage or over a chair or <laughs> pretending to break through a pane of glass. So, so that's the parkour. Yeah. There you go. So you do parkour as well. I I did for a while. I probably haven't in over a year. So <laughs> I. I'd still retain the ability to jump over a chair. 
Yeah, but you know, I get to decide which chair, so you know, nice. that's cool. There are always chairs in improv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are these object work chairs or are these actual chairs? Often actual chairs. Actual chairs, because that's a lot more dangerous. <laughs> yes, it is. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so everyone else in the room's going, no, don't do it. It's, uh, they only cover their faces because um, they, they don't have the curiosity to study what happens to another person when they stack over. <laughs> I don't need to witness that. <laughs> I don't think that'll add to my improv repertoire. It's alright, I've got things on camera. So. <laughs> oh, great. Um, you've also uh, dabbled in musical improv, which mm-hmm. is where I met you, mm-hmm. on the Hoopla. Um, it's, it's, it's not sponsored by Hoopla, but <laughs> may, this episode may as well be. Other classes are available. The classes are available. They're not as good. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them are. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> is this just a love letter to Steve? <laughs> Have you seen his motivational lobster, yes. the last one about the video? I'm going to cry. Don't remind me about it. It's so cute. Um, do you know what? For the first time ever, I had the instinct to remix it and then put a dance beat under it. <laughs> well, I'm slightly underutilised at work at moment because I've been made redundant at the end of the month. So I'm slightly trying to find things to amuse myself with. And when Steve did the motivational lobster talk about how we've got room for everyone, I was just like, oh, I just want to do a drop after that bit. And then, anyway. Did you? I've made a start. I haven't finished it yet. Well, you I, know... Keep, keep us posted. Yeah, I support this. Seriously. <laughs> you and I got some projects together. I, 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 I'm not kidding. I came across this um, technical request over a year ago. This is going to be dull. Um, and it was such bad grammar. It's like someone kind of tried to explain their technical issue into uh, some kind of dictator oh, no. and <laughs> so it was a monologue uh, essentially they kind of monologued it in there kind of like uh, the same kind of broken grammar that I'm producing right now yeah um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it, it was like that but they were drunk um, <laughs> so <laughs> could you please us for the win template for thing the the win <laughs> um, See now I want to take that and put that over a dark screen as well. There. Well, I'll send you the entire thing and I'll show you how I start, what I started with. Oh, you, um, you made a start, have you? Oh, I made a start. I, I've got music and everything. I just never finished it. And a music video, which is basically just me reading it out in my stand-up character. Oh, right. A character act. For, I did about forty gigs, which is not really that many compared to actual comedians. But that's a lot compared to normal people. <laughs> it's a lot compared to normal people, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your stand-up character like? Um, Came in jumping over a chair. <laughs> he, so, he, okay, this might surprise you. He was this gigantic, socially awkward nerd who did Kung Fu. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't know if that reminds you Surprise face but... doesn't come across on... <laughs> there isn't one here. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah. What did you talk about then? Um, let's see. Oh, I'm trying to remember some of the jokes. Uh, I can't remember any of the jokes. 
Jesus Christ. Sarah, if you were going to do an impression of Greg's stand-up character, uh, what would that be like? Um, it would be pretty... Um, I don't know any of his jokes either, but I know that he had a T-shirt that said 404 on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you this were. is accurate. This is accurate. This I is, still have it. This is a fact. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Because he was Greg 404. Not found. Mm-hmm. Which is an IT joke. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which only some listeners will understand. I think everyone's seen a 404 error. That's true. Even if you're not in IT. True. Mm. It's not like a 500 or something. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like gold dust, they are. <laughs> <laughs> not where I work. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done a musical improv? I have. I did a, well, I did a one-off, like, intensive day with Pippa Evans, oh, which oh, was great. <laughs> um yeah, because obviously she's amazing. She is absolutely amazing. <laughs> now I did, um, I can still remember the song I did because I was so proud that I did it. And it was with my friend Todd, that's Todd Carter. Yeah, <laughs> basically bullied into going along with me because he's like, this is the thing I want to do. Who will go with me? Todd will. <laughs> he's an easy target. And, um, <laughs> so we went along, did a song where I was a therapist and Todd was afraid of spiders. And we did this entire song about how I was clearly not a therapist by putting him in an immersive tank full of spiders. Um, and I was like, well, that was a great song. Achievement unlocked. I don't have to do musical improv ever again. <laughs> I've peaked. It's never going to get better. Back to normal improv. Brilliant. Yeah. So I know you're doing a musical improv course soon. I am doing the... Yes, I'm doing the next one in the sort of hoopla progression because they, by popular demand, created an, another one. Yeah. And um, obviously uh, I said, that sounds good, I will make budget for that. Mm-hmm. He's, he uses that words because he's Greg. That's, yeah. Those, those are the words I thought, actually. <laughs> I, I, I didn't exactly say them. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to lie to you that. But. Used to it. I'm doing my, uh, I'm doing my disappointed face now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greg. It won't happen again. Or will it? Who knows? <laughs> you liar. I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's improv. How did you get involved in Dolprov? Dolprov the group rather than Dolprov the thing. <laughs> and I think maybe some of us have been doing that our whole lives. Now we've just got a nice name for it. <laughs> specifically the group. Well, so listeners of the previous episode 66 will know the origin story, so I won't go into too much detail. <laughs> but um, Greg hasn't listened. No, probably not, because he's Greg. I might have li- I definitely listened, in fact. <laughs> you did listen. I remember sitting there and listening, and then... <laughs> what was your favourite bit? <laughs> so, my favourite bit was where they explained the origin story. <laughs> 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 But to um to summarise, as Greg will know, we all so there's four of us and we all met on the narrative course that we mentioned earlier and um decided we'd meet up to see if we wanted to do a group. I think the original intention was a narrative group. Mm. Um and Catherine introduced the boring conversations warm up, which I'd never done before, but it turns out I love and is hilarious in my opinion. Um and then we did some short scenes based on something Steve said in a class which wasn't in the last episode so this is added information Ooh. Ooh. 
Craig won't remember this then if it wasn't probably in the last not. episode. <laughs> I probably won't remember this conversation either. So, it's, it was about halfway through the narrative course. We'd been, I think we were practicing edits. Mm. And we realised we were making a lot of edits. <laughs> like really quickly, like maybe three seconds of scene in. <laughs> and Steve Rowe said, I would watch a show that was just people trying to get off stage as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that's part of the game of Dolprov. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's an added origin story right, extra right, there. Extra, 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 mm-hmm. excellent. What is it that you both bring to the Dolprov formula? What are, what's your what makes you the most valued player in <laughs> well, nerdity? We, we both work in IT. So. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need people in IT in our group. <laughs> oh, this is my impression, Catherine. We need people in IT in our group. <laughs> yeah. Let's get let's get Sarah and Greg. They're brilliant. <laughs> they know about IT. Shit, improv, but they know about yeah. IT. Yeah. <laughs> That's Probably just accurate. like what that's exactly what she said the other she day. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit mean, but she did say it. Um, <laughs> it was the truth. Yeah, she does speak the truth. <laughs> I th- I don't know, we work I realized we work really well as a team, mm. which I know is a bit obvious in improv, it's a team sport, but I've been in groups before that cannot get their shit together. <laughs> I think we've all been in those groups, yes. Yeah, Probably not for very long, but... Well, exactly, um, because rehearsals don't happen or you have different mm. ideas about what you want in a show and they just fizzle out. Mm. Whereas we seem to be very good at actually... Doing stuff, planning things, doing yeah. things. I, I come back to the WhatsApp chat and there's like 50 unread messages. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what happened here? <laughs> usually, usually in WhatsApp chats, that's me creating the noise. <laughs> and I'm just afraid to do it now because I'm just like, anything I say in here is just going to be noise. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep it short. <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> That's not true. She didn't look me in the eye. When she said that. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, I hope we bring more than admin, but we are a good team. <clears throat> I think. Well, the two of you. Well, four of us, really. Right, yeah, all of us. I think everyone has their own individual Dolprov skill. Right. Which I can definitely point Greg's out because. <laughs> Because he's so dull. <laughs> I think I think it comes from his, as he mentioned, fear. He has no fear of being on stage, and he has no fear of being pushed off stage. <laughs> so, so one of my highlights of our first show we did was where he was basically monologuing at the end, and then Steve had to come on stage and tell him to stop. <laughs> By physically pushing, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was a brilliant ending. Too, just while I was still monologuing, Grant just you know, kindly but uh, firmly shoving. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think most people, if you were doing a monologue and you were like, "Well, this is boring," you might stop. Whereas Greg has no fear of kind of pushing it to the level that we really need. <laughs> This is this is all accurate. I can confirm. <laughs> so, uh, Greg, what is Sarah's uh, signature move? What Sarah's signature move. Um, damn. Um, <laughs> I don't know either. This is a tough question. <laughs> uh, I can answer questions I do know that you didn't ask, such as I mean, every time I connect to her, it's through something 
nerdy more or less, something IT, mm -hmm. so uh, or something like that. Um, Which many people might consider to be dull. It, many people might, yes. And I'm not saying they're right, but I'm just yeah. saying, you know, yeah. has that stereotype of being dull. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I feel like she must have one, and it's subtle. I just don't know what it is. I'm not helping you out here, dude. <laughs> you don't know what it is either, so... No, I know the arms, <laughs> the arms folded. Uh, the arms folded. Strong she's, look. She's pissed. I'm not sure that's your signature move or not, but... It might maybe be. it is. Maybe it is your signature move. Maybe that was my hint. Right. Yes. Folding the arms. Yeah. The disapproving look. The folding arms and disapproving. That's, uh, that's fair. That's a, that's a fair... Uh, I'm going to go with that as a signature move. Yeah. Get out of jail free, but you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so last week after we recorded uh, with Catherine and Helen, we had a had a planning meeting for the Doll Prof performance, which is coming up. It's <coughs> coming up on the seventeenth of August at the Miller. <laughs> I mean, I hope you know that because you're going to be there. I am going to be there. I'm going to be turning the lights on and off, mm -hmm. turning the music up and down. Um, and that was a fun planning meeting. I quite enjoyed that, although I did feel it was slightly me going, let's not do that, or that, or that, or that, because you had like a million ideas. Mm. Yes. And it was a case of, it's not going to fit into no. a two-hour show. It was very useful, and we're very mm. grateful, because we are excitable children. We want to do all the things, yeah. and that's not realistic. <clears throat> Well, they were all like, excellent ideas, but maybe I just shouldn't do them all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe we could talk about some of the things. But we could talk about some of the things we're not going to do. <laughs> what is the thing that we dropped that you most wanted to do? Oh man, <laughs> Sarah's haiku. <laughs> so where did your haiku come from? I, I, we were in the pub in the Miller discussing what we thought was boring or like what <laughs> art we thought would work well as a dull variety show that people wouldn't actually want to leave if they watched. It's a difficult <laughs> balance between, well, this is meant to be boring, don't want people to leave halfway through the show. <laughs> um, and I thought the haiku was good because they're short. Mm. They're, they're kind of like small jokes, right? In that you can tell one and it can be bad that's fine you can have another one and then you can have another one after that um and we realized we were writing haikus in our whatsapp chat ah hence why you've got 50 messages if you're away from yeah they were all haikus um because i was bored at work one day and decided to write haikus about what was going on around <coughs> me ah. and i yeah I, they were really fucking dull i'm i'm a little bit sad we dropped it but there are better things in our show much better things in our show but, i mean i'm thinking you know a youtube channel YouTube channel yeah. where you're doing a different haiku every day. Well, I can just tweet some, right? Well, you could tweet Pretty it. perfect for Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Social media. Mm-hmm. Look at that. But so people aren't going to see that if they come along. They're not, the sadly, no. but they will see Greg do slam poetry. Slam poetry? Yeah. Indeed so. So if you've got a background in slam poetry, I don't even know what slam poetry is. Tell I... us what slam poetry is, Greg. Do some slam poetry. Ah. You want me to do slam poetry now? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know what to rhyme with that. I'm not even from Slough. <laughs> but, you know, I don't have a cow. 
this is and it's <laughs> I, I realize this is uh, this is this is terrible and um, but nevertheless at the end I will take a bow hey groovy <laughs> yeah oh yeah sorry I think they do some I think that is. I think based on my um, the entirety of my research, which has come out of playing Grim Fandango. Um, I was about to say it, it. All of that reminded me of Grim Fandango, Monkey Island, <laughs> all the LucasArts games. <laughs> Who says that videos games don't teach you life important life yeah. skills? Education. <laughs> to insult arm wrestling. Mm. Right, yes, that's exactly what that is, and I recognised it instantly, mm-hmm. and didn't take like five seconds based on something a friend told me who'd actually played it, who mm-hmm. wasn't me. <laughs> so having played Grim Fandango, I'm not, I've played Monkey Island, I haven't played Grim Fandango, you thought, hey, Slam Poetry, that's going to be my USP for Dole Prof. Um, I actually, I realised that I was very good at rhyming words Eventually. <laughs> How does this work in your musical improv? Very long verses. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how I got through my musical improv course. <laughs> By being unafraid of being on stage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Phil Lund never actually just had to push you off the stage. <laughs> You've got one too. <laughs> Greg folds his arms and it's just proving. <laughs> um, so, to answer your question, yes. <laughs> I'm no Jeremy Paxman, but that doesn't actually answer my question. <laughs> I've forgotten the question. Sorry. Oh, yes, what, what led me into slam poetry? Yeah, what is slam right. poetry? I know what poetry is. What's slam poetry? Um, it's, I, I don't know the exact definition, so what's congratulations, you've managed to... Uh, what's the great thing? What's your, what's, your, what's your interpretation of slam poetry? What do you think it is? My interpretation of slam poetry is um, finding a way to rhyme words together over, any, over the subject that someone gives me because that's how improv works, and then making it dull by explaining something really dull which like you just did like I just did I, actually that time I, I feel like I made something interesting sound dull oh, that's, that's a different skill that's <laughs> that's a different that's skill. a different signature move <laughs> that, that was a, that was some subtle italics there I like it <laughs> so yeah so that <laughs> So if, if we were to put you two both on stage at the moment, mm. in the dull prof context, or out of the dull prof, dull prof context, is there a kind of a, a go-to scene or scenario or relationship that you would play? When we're in scenes together, we tend to end up being like a weird buddy cop thing. <laughs> but that's, that might just be my recent memories. Uh, so like we've been wolves that were friends together. Oh yeah, that, yeah we were... Kind of a wolf pack or something. Yeah. At one point. Um, a wolf pack. <laughs> we were. Well, this, yeah. this will make more sense in context. So. Um, <laughs> As to most things. We we were given we were given the genre of Shakespeare, so now now it all makes sense, right? 
Obviously. <laughs> well, well, there's there's Wolfpack over there, there's, there's Shakespeare over here, and I'm just going on a journey with you. There were wolves that said hither and yonder. <laughs> Why is it always yonder? Why can't it be hither? <laughs> is that your line? I can't remember. But um, we tend to pair up as the, the friends in a scene quite often. Yeah, or at least colleagues, co-workers. Yeah. So um, I don't think I've ever been in a, like an adversarial <coughs> scene with you. No. Um, no, I suppose in general not. But then most of my memories are actually from Dolbrov. And, um, That's true. There's not many arch nemesis in Dolbrov. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much just like... <laughs> there, there's a problem to solve. Oh, we kind of so, sort of solved the problem. Oh, but we could have used this. Oh, and yeah, but why, why would we do that now? We don't need to do that now. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll go print the manual. <laughs> we didn't need a printed manual, as it turns out. Oh, but I printed it. Well. <laughs> Alas, and now we have a spare printed manual. Yeah. So, to answer your question, um, usually we get together in a scene to print manuals. <laughs> Um, which is drawing of Sarah's life experience. Yeah, that's my that's, actual that's job. Your job yes. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear god, I brought work home with me. Oh no. <laughs> Did you genuinely not make that connection? No, I had, but not so literally. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is where that comes from. <laughs> oh no. My entire life is about user guides. <laughs> Maybe that's why I do improv, because there's no rules. Oh, well, hey. Yeah. That's how I roll. So, so uh, what is it you actually do for a job? I'm a software developer. Right, okay. So I explore, uh, as part of my job, I explore the full extent of the frontiers of nerdity. As, as a profession. <laughs> I mean, we're 51 minutes into the 67th episode of a podcast about improv, so do not fear the nerd at this point. At this point, we're too late to try to pretend to be cool. Oh, damn. I thought we got away with it. <laughs> you should have gone on that fencing podcast. Oh, uh, fencing London podcast. <laughs> I did actually have a fence fitted recently. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong kind of fence. Oh, I've never heard that comparison. <clears throat> yeah, I know. It's, like, it's too obvious, wasn't it? Um, sorry, what was your original question? <laughs> so you're a software developer. What I'm does that actually mean? That means I write things down so that machines will obey my orders. Right, okay. And um, it's... Using what languages? Uh, mostly JavaScript. Mm-hmm. I'm primarily a front-end Developer. It's the best end. It's the best end. <laughs> <laughs> that that never gets any jokes either. So. Oh, IT jokes. Uh, Angle bracket. Exclamation mark. Important. Angle <laughs> bracket. <laughs> I don't know what that would do as opposed to, uh, apart from making the browser vomit. <laughs> I got called a dirty hacker by Greg the other day because I did inline CSS. Did <laughs> oh, oh, oh. a fact for you there? I think that meets the uh, W3C. That's all right. right yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, it's not as pure as an external style sheet, but it's right. still separation of HTML and CSS. <laughs> it got the job done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you get a bit. You get a. 
better separation of CSS by putting things in an actual style sheet. Just saying. I mean, you know, granted, but sometimes <laughs> it takes a dirty hack to get a dirty job done. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I've, uh, I've done my fair share of inline styles. Yeah. And um, being a JavaScript developer and someone else having taken charge of the CSS, this is all meaningful to everybody. Um, <laughs> I've managed to uh, to create uh, some nausea amongst some CSS developers as a result. <laughs> I was just like, it's, <laughs> you fix it. <laughs> and that's yeah. how you approach your improv. <laughs> Here's my offer. <laughs> you fix it. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it. You saved that. There you go. <laughs> what seemed like a diversion. And do you know why? Because that's my signature move. Yeah. Reincorporation. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, do, everyone, can we just talk a little bit more about what Dolbrov is? Because <laughs> although I spoke to Catherine and Helen about it, I'm still not quite sure <coughs> how you would define Dolbrov. How to define it? Well, I would define it like this. Um, A lot of uh, improv groups uh, take an interesting idea and sort of elevate it repeatedly until it goes to a crazy place, which you you see a lot of this going on at Duck Duck Goose, especially in the montages they have going on, (laughs) because that's just the energy level there. that's not a criticism, by the way. No, um, no seriously, it is. <laughs> Some of the worst improv ever done on stage uh, has been done at the Duck Duck Goose Jam. Um, by me. Uh, <laughs> don't mind owning that. Uh, <laughs> they, they let you get away with a lot yeah. of shit. And oddly so. enough, no one cared. I thought, I've done the worst improv ever, even at a Duck Duck Goose Jam. And yeah, no, one, no one cared. No one, no one took my badge and my gun away. <laughs> your improv badge improv people are lovely yes yeah. alas mm. they're blessing and they're cursed yeah true so you were saying that other groups take an idea and they, they, they go to yes. crazy towns essentially so, whereas um, we kind of take an idea and keep digging down into it um, yeah. and just digging and digging and digging we find I think we find the bit that people can relate to ah right <laughs> so yeah. I know Catherine gave the example of if you go into a theme park, that might be your location we've seen, and some people would be like, oh, let's make this crazy, all this stuff's going to happen. And we're like, well, no, most people's experience of a theme park is probably queuing or planning their route around the (laughs) park or one of the really mundane things that everyone has done. And actually, there's some beautiful narrative there sometimes between the people in that scene. Yes. Not actually narrative improv. You're talking about an A. Sorry, yes. So A, yeah. yeah. Good point. We need a glossary for this. Um, a footnote. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Do love a good footnote. Um, yeah. So we kind of explore those little moments that yeah. might not always be funny, yes. but we enjoy showing. So. Well. Somehow they turn out to be funny anyway. Yeah. So. That I guess that's. How it, why it works. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is, is great. <laughs> <laughs> climactic. <laughs> well, yeah, it, some of it is very anticlimactic, but then a lot That's... of 
sitcoms are sometimes. And actually some of the moments yeah. you remember from these are not the ones where something crazy happened and everyone got a laugh. It's, oh, that's touching. Mm. So. And oh. such and such learned a valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that happen a lot in Doll Prof? Do characters learn a valuable lesson? We learn a lot about how people take their tea. That's a valuable lesson. No, um... There are often morals, and like, so if, especially there's a family scene, which there quite often is. So we've got what we've got a, a a story type where we'll be in a car together, going somewhere, and quite often that means we're a family. And yeah, we often find morals of the story as such as the theme for the scene, I think, or just quite nice relationships that people like watching. Yeah. I, I think I'm also thinking of the same car scene that we did. <coughs> Roy. <laughs> joke. We had a scene where it was a mother and three children. and mm. Two girls and a boy. Um, I think I was like the youngest. Yeah. And the, and the boy. Um, and I think it was Catherine's character. Oh yeah, Helen, I think you were playing the mother. Um, I think Helen had asked... Um, or Catherine had asked what uh, was going, what what we would have been called if um, if we'd been of the opposite gender mm-hmm. slash sex. I I'm unclear on the correct terms, mm-hmm. so I hope I don't upset anyone. Um, shut up, Craig. Uh, and uh, she's also said that Catherine's character is going to be called Roy. So of course, here it is, like <laughs> Roy. <laughs> so for my little laughs. Which is, so you still got the laughs in the scene, that's fine. But then it kind of turned into a little, oh, don't pick on your brother and sister. <laughs> and then everyone yeah. being bonded by what the other names would have been. So mm. I Catherine, quite liked it. Catherine doing the brilliant thing of just sort of, uh, res- her character responds badly to being called Roy. Yeah. So, of course, it raises the emotional levels. Yeah, so, so you still do the, the actual <laughs> improv rules. Yeah. But, um, it's still dramatic in a way. They're just grounded. Yeah. Cool. Did that even answer the question? I don't remember the question, as usual. I just wanted an insight into what Dolphin was, and I think that did answer the question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you enjoy delighting each other on stage, or do you enjoy messing with each other on stage? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, I think it it depends who you're on stage with. Mm. I've worked with Greg more than I have the other two. So I feel like we probably mess with each other on stage a bit more than I would with say Helen or Catherine. <laughs> but that's because I know Greg will enjoy it. <laughs> in a way, both. Like, yes. I'm, I'm comfortable enough that if I were to wind you up in a scene, you wouldn't stop talking to me. I, I don't recognise the difference between the two, <laughs> I'll be honest. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to tell the difference between being messed with and an offer. So I don't know if that's just... Uh, I, I don't know what to call that. <laughs> so when someone messes with you, it simultaneously delights you. <clears throat> yeah. That's a, that's a really nice... That's a really lovely thing, actually. That's really... Yeah. yeah. So I, to the point is, sorry if I mess with you, I genuinely can't tell the difference. <laughs> bear that in mind. <laughs> so difference would be... I know what scenes Catherine likes doing. So if I'm coming onto the stage with Catherine, then I know what she'll enjoy doing, and I'll what, aim for that. What does she enjoy doing? She she enjoys the more drawn-out scenes of Dolprov, where we perhaps don't edit as quickly as we normally do. I think. Would you agree? 
Um, I've certainly seen her take to those quite strongly. Yeah. Um, because I know she also quite likes the idea of sudden edits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess she'll go anywhere on the scale. I don't know. <laughs> you, can, you can do a prolonged silence with Catherine, for example. Mm. And she wouldn't panic, because I think she'd enjoy that. Whereas, if I would, if someone would do that with me, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody edit. <laughs> Whereas I think Catherine would safely hold that silence. Mm. Cool. Right, so, uh, do you have any final words to encourage people to come along to the Miller on the 17th? The 17th. Uh, and experience Dolprov. What would your encouraging words be? Well, uh, I'd say it's if you've been experiencing this thing, this kind of uh, these feelings all day at work, it's probably nice to go out and watch somebody else uh, pretend to experience those feelings as well. Because that way you at least sort of think, yeah, it's not just me, I'm part of a grand scheme of um, abusive relationships amongst human beings. <laughs> I'm going to counter that depressing thought. <laughs> well, I get what you're saying, but... Well, it's a variety show. There's going to be a lot going on. <laughs> Including baked goods. Oh, I mean, yeah. Prizes. Ah. <laughs> Bingo. Ooh. And James Blunt. <gasps> Wait. There you go. Sounds a, a lovely combination of <laughs> existential <laughs> despair and a great British bake off. Thank you very much. Did he get back to us for. yet? No, he still hasn't replied to our tweets, but uh, we will not stop. Well, he will one day, you know. Yeah. Perhaps with a cease and desist order, but <laughs> <laughs> it all counts. That's attention, I'll take it. <laughs> I made this. That's improv!